Hello and welcome to episode 50 of El Vanilo, the podcast that looks at the greatest albums of all time and then compares them to music today. My name is Matt and with me, the young blood priest and the fat Eddie of El Vanilo, Adam and Grace. Nice to see you both. I'd have preferred Pusherman or, you know, Superfly or something like that, but no, you go with that. <laughs> Only fat, uh, dead Eddie. I mean, I didn't say which one was which. This is always the way. I know I made it sound like I called mm, one of you fat Eddie, mm, but I that mean... isn't. <laughs> but imagine, I'd love to be a young blood priest. I could go into ordination yeah, for that. That's cool. I can tell you that. <laughs> I've been, I've been uh, avoiding it all this time. But if someone's going to call me a young blood priest, <laughs> I'm sure there's some kind of euphemism in there that I don't understand. Though I don't know. But anyway, how are you, Adam? Nice to see you. I'm good. Nice to see both of you too. Um, yeah, no complaints. No complaints here. Just living large, living free. <laughs> <laughs> living large and living free. And how are you, Grace? Are you living large and living free? I'm pretty good. I mean, maybe not quite as large and free. Um, as fat Eddie over there. As, as big fat Eddie. <laughs> wow. Well, right. No one said big. <laughs> All right. Big. Just say you're living medium and go. Don't, don't like... As, oh as like some kind of joke where you add a word every time. Really big fat Eddie. You know what I mean? Really, like, really. Just adjectives yeah. all over. Fat greasy Eddie. <laughs> ah. uh, once again, didn't say it was either of you. Just said it was one of you. You know. There you go. But uh, not living large. You, but uh, oh, I'm good, thank you. I'm all right. You know, it's been um, it's been a busy week. Yeah. But you know, mm. things are starting to open up. You know, we've all mm. been to church today. Wonderful. We we had um this so we normally go away with church for the weekend but we had like a staycation instead because no one no one will take us on a church weekend away and you know they are out they sound church weekends away well um I I love them I think they're great so we did a staycation right and we had like treasure hunts around Liverpool we had like um lo- we had an auction last night uh, just a, a mad time just like what did you absolute- auction someone well we're raising money for our building and someone um offered a camper van for a weekend Ooh. it went for it went That's for 320 plan. quid hey i know yeah it's all right don't it? so uh auctioned loads of stuff someone put it together and i i was just hosting but, um, <gasps> we doing all the fast talking yeah <laughs> i didn't do any of that actually but um yeah oh. i should have done 10 on the phone, 10 on the phone. We got 15, 15 here, 15. 20, I thought 20, about 50. making up some bids that came in on the phones just as we're on Zoom. <laughs> At the moment, every every bid's an internet bid, isn't it? So, you know, <laughs> can't yeah. do too much. Uh, so, yeah, I've had a great weekend, you know. Been really good. good. Guys, this, as I said before, is episode 50 of El Vanilla. Can you believe that? 50? Yeah. The big 5-0. Incredible. Uh, and so to celebrate you know we could do something big mm. or we could just do something little, little small you know what I mean to mm. celebrate our 50th episode we are going to set and it's already set a discount code for 50% off at our <gasps> Teespring store Hello. can you Hello. believe it just giving it away for free almost uh, almost <laughs> that's the key word <laughs> uh, so the code is EV50 Rhymes as well. Easy. E- easy Come on. E- so EV50. E- Come on. That's it. That's it. And it's going to stick around for a month because Oof. 
Well, don't be so generous. Don't, well, don't be slow. Don't be slow, but you've got a month, so you can be a little <laughs> slow. Um, because we're going to celebrate our one-year anniversary at some point in just a couple of weeks' time. Oh, so uh, it's sticking around. Who thought that March and April would be the time for celebrating? Is that you paper? Know? Is that what your first year is? Paper anniversary? Yeah, I think it? so. I think so. You know, some people celebrate Easter in those times, but that's overrated. Mm. No. <laughs> What's that? Uh, Elvin. Easter's been going for hundreds of years, if not boring. thousands. This is, this is in the now. Yeah, Rising current. from the dead. Give me a 50% off code. All right. <laughs> Who hasn't risen from the dead these days? You know what I mean? We're all, we've all done it. Uh, we've all done it. Yeah. Come on, born again. How many people are hosting a funny, brilliant podcast that's sometimes about music? Not Hardly many. I met, I met someone once Hardly. who was talking about Easter. He may have got it from a meme or something, I don't know. But he was like, I don't see the point in Easter. I die and resurrect every weekend and no one celebrates me. <laughs> wow. And that was said with no irony at all. <laughs> what a hardcore raver. That's so funny. A raver and a misbehavior. Come on. <sighs> yeah. Well, do you know what? It, our code can be to celebrate Easter as well. Why not? You know, we'll put it in there. It's uh, Passover. Yeah, put that in there too. You know, Ramadan. Ramadan is soon. Is it? Yeah. What well, does? I don't know when. To celebrate all the big religious festivals including the one the year anniversary of El Padillo <laughs> that religious <laughs> festival <laughs> I mean some people might say it's like a religion I don't want to be that person I don't but I don't want to be anyone's god <laughs> don't want to say I want to be the leader of the cult <laughs> however if the what's that quote from Creed from the office where it's like I've been in a few cults uh, you have more fun as a <laughs> yeah. as a as a follower, but you make more money as a leader. <laughs> That's brutal, like that. Well, anyway, I think we need to clarify: we're not setting up a cult. But <laughs> sorry, yeah, <laughs> we do have a fifty percent off code. That that uh, escalated very quickly. It did. Sorry. Yeah, so that's really exciting. Really, really exciting. Mm. And uh, for our fiftieth episode, we're talking about Superfly by Curtis Mayfield mm. from nineteen seventy-two. Another year, we've done a lot. And so uh, we're not going to talk about it, but Adam is going to talk about Curtis Mayfield. Got a little bio for us, Adam. I've got a oh. bio. Buckle in, kids, because we're learning all about Curtis Superfly Mayfield. That's the name I'm giving him. Because I feel like he should have like a funky middle name. Like Curtis what would your middle name be? Bootstrap. My, um, Adam Funky Cat. Come on. <laughs> what about you, Grace? <laughs> Big Fat Eddie. Big Fat Eddie. Grace, Grace Big Fat Eddie. It's almost, it works. Mm. It's a bit long, but it works. Anyway, carry on. Sam, the music that surrounded and informed Curtis Mayfield, born 1942, at nearly age, came via his grandmother's Travelling Soul Spiritualists Church, gospel music, and the rich motherlode that was Chicago's electric blues scene. Uh, a guitar discovered at age seven in a closet in the small apartment where he lived with his mother and seven siblings changed everything. Oof, so we're seven. right in here. We're right in with the... Imagine finding a guitar. How cool would that be? You move in. I wish I moved into places and found instruments. No, nah, cool. if you move into somewhere, you find that. something, you bet it's possessed. Mm. <laughs> well, interesting, Grace. <laughs> I want a story about that. So when I, I lived in uh, over in Liverpool in an old tobacco warehouse... It's called Tobacco Wharf. 
Um, and obviously there was a bunch of other people kind of living there. And people would sometimes leave stuff in the kind of atrium or like the, the entrance hall um, to kind of give like TV stands, stuff like that. But one time there was a piano, like a little keyboard in a bag and had a note on it saying free keyboard in brackets. I think it said definitely possessed. <laughs> I walked past it a few times. and I was like, I really want to pick that up. Did you pick it up? I didn't. I didn't. I was I was scared of the sign for some reason. That shouldn't have been my God's sign. bigger. My God's bigger than a possessed piano. But I also wouldn't have done anything with it. Like I'd have done Jeff all with it. I, I don't know hey, what I'm you doing. Could you could be Mr. Piano Man by this time. I could be. I could be Billy Joel wow. himself. Billy Joel, but just possessed. <laughs> yeah, but, but so maybe I, I saw into the future, Grace, mm. and saw you make that comment saying if someone if you find an, an instrument in a, in a place, it's probably <laughs> possessed. <laughs> So, Imagine what "give us a word" would sound like with that thing. <laughs> I mean, it'd be giving us there all would be some funky words. Casio beats. Yeah, oh, <laughs> words from the underground. <laughs> anyway, so it's found a guitar. Um, he played some piano, but the guitar was different, very personal, like another me. He said, "Unpossessed." Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was another me from another dimension. Not hell. Yeah. <laughs> so, derailing. This is why these things take so long. It's not me. I want. I want this known. It's not me. That's hey, Adam, this. You know what? It's never you. You take the blame, but it's never you, it right? Is. I don't know why. Why you take the blame, but it's because you're a good guy. That's what it is. I appreciate that. So Mayfield Curtis literally transferred his piano knowledge to his new instrument, just like that. So already we're getting an image of young seven-year-old Curtis just being super musical. Uh, childhood friend mm. singer Jerry Butler noted he used to love playing boogie woogie on the mm. piano and he learned to play that in F sharp, which meant he was playing all the black keys. And that's how he came about his unique sound on the guitar because he tuned it that way. So he takes his little piano and just tunes it. So he's not in standard, he's in Curtis Mayfield tune. <laughs> it's his own thing. Uh, Mayfield used his eccentric open F sharp tuning for the rest of his career. And he also came proficient on bass, drums, and saxophones. So a little background on Curtis. Clearly, he is adept at musical instruments. He picks things up super easy. That's why his voice is so um, high. Open F sharp, I tell mm. you. There that, we go. I mean, I've just decided that, but uh, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> you know what? It sounds good to me. I'm on board. So it was now evident that Mayfield's future was music. It was his way out of poverty. Over family objections, he dropped out of high school joining a band called The Roosters, which was a group led by Jerry Butler, who we, we just heard from before. The name quickly became the more commercial The Impressions. Uh, Butler has observed that something called the Chicago Soul Sound that began in the late 50s, The Impressions pioneered that, and Curtis was the heart of The Impressions, but not at first. <laughs> So Chicago's soul music evolving in the 1960s had its roots in gospel music, laid back and melody focused, soft soul in another term um, for that style. Um, horns, strings, high flying harmonies, they're all part of it, this Chicago soul sound. Uh, and the impressions were kind of part of that. And as Jerry Butler just said, Curtis Mayfield really spearheaded that as well. The first impressions hit for, the first impressions hit for Your Precious Love, had Butler as co-writer and lead singer. Uh, the single hit the R&B charts, and more importantly for a black group, the pop charts. 
Uh, Butler getting most of the credit immediately went solo. So you've got this group, the impressions. Oh. Curtis Mayfield has this co-hit. Jerry Butler, and then Butler's off. He's like, great, I've hit the big time. A little bit. They might have been good friends. I don't I don't know. I didn't look into it. But, but However, you say what I say, but this was a good thing for Curtis. Great thing. Because it allowed him his first taste of control and responsibility. He held the group together as the kind of new lead singer. He, he also became the producer and writer. And in 1961, the revamped Impressions had its first Mayfield-era hit, Gypsy Woman. So now he's front and centre. Butler's gone. He's front and centre. For the rest of the decade, the 60s, the group remained hot with 14 top 10 hits, including an amazing run of five top 20 songs in 1964 alone. It's quite impressive. The year that the Beatles arrived to give a hard time to everyone. So even in the year that the Beatles really, they go on um, the Ed Sullivan show and the Beatles, Beatlemania has now hit America. Curtis Mayfield still still in and about it. He's still mingling, hanging with the big boys. Incredible. Mayfield perfected the group's singular upper register work and himself remained devoted to the, vo- the falsetto rather than the more usual model range. So there you go, Matt, like you said. That's something that has clearly made them stand out. And obviously with his growing up in that F-sharp tuning, open F-sharp tuning, it's it's clearly, he's clocked. That makes me stand out. That makes our band stand out. We're doing this. It's great. Johnny Pate, a jazz musician who worked with the Impressions, remembered its effect, uh, the high falsetto. The group went into some high falsetto harmonic things that were really unheard of. Nobody had done it before. And the amazing part was it's all in tune, in perfect harmony, in tune. So he's standing out. No one else is doing this. They're all... (laughs) One more time. That's what he was on. No, so, I think. Are you possessed? My uh, my Curtis Mayfield. Bam. Did you take that I was gonna, my Curtis Mayfield? <laughs> I did. I sleep with it. It's in my bed. Um, my Curtis Mayfield tribute act. Um, the Mumus uh, is is coming to a club near you. Um, so, the business plan. So obviously, this is the sixties one, well, and as we know, the sixties is a bit of a volatile time to be a black person in America. Um, I mean, it's still a volatile time to be a black person in America today. However, in the 60s, it was still particularly really bad. So the business plan of black popular music in the 60s was governed by dance music and love songs. But Mayfield had ideas that would place his music on a different track. Outside the recording world, black America faced civil rights, inner city poverty, drug use and abuse, uh, unemployment, all these things. And unprompted, Mayfield addressed these matters the only way he knew how through his music. A provocative step that turned him into a musical force for change in the black community. Uh, a singer, Maeve Staples of the Staples Singers, defined the transformation. Curtis had a long history of writing wonderful love songs that made you want to dance slow in the basement. And then, all of a sudden, he went and wrote some of the best message songs that could be out there. So Mayfield has realised, listen, my community is is being beaten down here. I can't go and make speeches like Dr. King. I can't, you know, do action like the Black Panthers or like Malcolm X. I can write songs, though. So let's do that. Incredible. Using his gift to, to make a change. Mayfield was angry 
over the disorder affecting his America, but his music was delivered in a singular, subtle and intelligent way, layered with gospel, R&B and soul, and it served Chicago style. Um, yeah. Calling Mayfield a giant of gentleness, singer Sinead O'Connor observed that his music used love and encouragement, not anger, to say important things. So while he's very angry, he knows that that's not a way to reach people. He didn't reach people in the first place by singing angry songs. He sang it by singing love songs. So he's applying that to his protesting. Brilliant. It's the right way to go about it. You want to make a change. Don't shout at people. Love them. It's brilliant. It's a great mindset. <laughs> For once in my life. There you, go. you want to sing that louder, Grace? Sing it louder. <laughs> <laughs> So Mayfield's voice aimed at the mainstream audience could moderate any hostility in the lyric without destroying its significance. The message was for the people, not the radical. These songs were an example of what has lain in my subconscious, Curtis said, for years. The issues of what concerned me as a young black man. Uh, and politics apart, Mayfield still wanted his chart hits. So he's he's still thinking, I still want to be up there, but I've got to say something important because there's... There's stuff going on. You know what I mean? There's time to change the world, but there's time to have a Mm. hit. You know what I mean? It's time to have a hit. I want to get people moving, grooving, making love, but at the same time, oi, my community, my people are being oppressed here. It's brilliant. In 1964, the Impressions had its biggest hit to date with the Mayfield song, Keep On Pushing, which established him as one of the first R&B singer-songwriters to bring social commentary to the pop charts. Other anthems followed, such as People Get Ready, We're a Winner, things like that. All hit songs, but with a life away from the charts. This is really cool when I found this out. So Martin Luther King Jr. made ready and pushing unofficial anthems for the movement. The movement being the civil rights movement, which is quite cool. Um, a state, a certain state senator, don't know whether you heard of him, by the name of Barack Obama, gave the <laughs> keynote speech at the 2004 Democratic Convention. And the music that brought him on stage was pushing. It's incredible. People Get Ready has been recorded by over 100 artists, bringing royalties to the composer. And it's the kind of homage that business like Mayfield appreciated. He said his song came from my church. I must have been in a very deep mood of that type of religious inspiration when I wrote that song. We're a Winner, which was released in 1967, was stronger in its lyrics, so much so that some radio stations would not play it during that year's rising. Mm -hmm. So, you know, in the past, his songs have been used to front movements. Dr. King used them, obviously, and then Barack Obama's using them in 2004. Quite incredible. Um, the man's everywhere. And then he's still getting his hits because people are re-recording and covering his albums, or his, his albums, his songs. That's great. Uh, Mayfield uh, was uncomfortable when people called him the preacher or the reverend because of his new music, remaining modest and clear-eyed about it. I'm an entertainer first, he often stated. Though my way of writing, or through my way of writing, sorry, I was capable of being able to say these things and yet not make a person feel as though they were being preached at. Maybe so again, he would have it. liked being called Young Blood Prince. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, let's Maybe. start that now. Even though he's been <laughs> he's been dead for 21 years, let's do it. You know. <laughs> I like that. Um, 
So Mayfield was now, this is kind of the late 60s, so Mayfield was now moonlighting as a producer for OK Records, OK, E-H, OK, 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 I don't know, OK Records, okay. Uh, working with Major Lance, Gene Chandler, and other chart names. Was that In Major Lance? Major Lance, Like yeah. a really big um, needle. Needle. <laughs> a really big needle, yeah. Wow. Major Lance that boil. I love that. Uh, <laughs> no idea what you've just said there, Grace. <laughs> was that my, me? I don't know whether it was my internet or yours. No, it wasn't. It was, it was Adam, but still he didn't hear it. <laughs> it I'm very sorry. Listen, is a lance a needle? You lance a boil, don't you? That's the kind of... I'm doing this, this, I'm not swearing at you. That's like me pushing a syringe. Wow. <laughs> How passive-aggressive. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so he's um he's working with with at OK Records, working with Major Lance, Gene Chandler, other chart names. In 1968, he started his own um record kind of company, Curtum Records, which is a great name. It's like custom, but not. Here, he was in control of his recording, song publishing, and his own recording studio. Control was very important to Mayfield, as he told uh, his friend Jerry Butler. I just want to own as much of me as possible, which is something that we hear today. You know, artists, this is why the whole NFT thing is really blowing up, because artists are sick of places like Spotify and, and stuff like that, not paying them enough. And like platforms like SoundCloud are doing a bit better and making sure everyone gets paid equally. But it's still a tough time to be an artist, and it has been for well, it has been since the 60s. The Beatles, you know, tried to work on their record because they didn't own as much of their masters and stuff and all the stuff with Taylor Swift not owning her own songs. So much so that she's recorded, re-recorded, like one of her first albums or something, hasn't she? Yeah, it's coming out Just soon. Just like... We're going to have to give that a listen, you know. Oh, That's so interesting. That is going to be belter. Will we? Will yeah. we? Yeah. Asim, you Will love her. Oh, mate. I like the one she did with Gary Lightbody. Love that song. You're messing. That's, that's the wettest one. Which, what, what one is oh, that? I, I think it's just because um, the last time. Yeah, oh. it was on red. It's so good. Oh. Gary Lightbody is just a genius, in my opinion. Taste swizzle. It's interesting, though, because she, like, it's um, fearless that she's bringing out again. Love Story is already oh. out. Yes. Mate. Yeah. Mate. Yeah, yeah, she really. Re- fearless is probably it. one of my favorites. Brilliant. If, well, if not, well, if not my favorite. I can't wait for you to like an album on this um, <laughs> on this podcast. <laughs> Bit of positivity for once. <laughs> Sam, he's he really wants to own himself and own his own music. The high school dropout knew how to take care of business, and the present day music industry is notable for African American recording stars in charge of business enterprises. That's today. So things like people like Jay Z, Kanye. Uh, Dr. Dre, P. Diddy, or Puff Daddy, or whatever he's calling himself these days. Puff Russell Daddy. Simmons, etc. He calls he calls himself Puff, Puff sometimes. Daddy. P. Diddy, Puff Daddy, Puff P. Diddy. Diddy. I don't Puff know what he calls himself. <laughs> it's oh. like potato, potato, tomato, tomato. Yeah. P. Diddy, Puff Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> but all these, all these really successful. Pedido, <laughs> pedado. <laughs> this is his name, Sean Combs. Should we just call him that? Yeah. Go back to the original. Diddy, Sean Diddy Combs. Oh, yeah. Let's call him Sean. Sean. Mr. Carter, uh, all that. 
<laughs> but all these really successful, prominent um, black entrepreneurs, all these rappers and, and you know, others, um, all that can be traced back to Curtis Mayfield. He showed that successful black capitalism was possible and perhaps necessary. Really like that. Mm. So there's a lot of talk. There was a um, there's a talk about like the the black dollar and like the black economy and stuff. And I watched a a thing, a documentary with the fella from Run the Jewels. Oh yeah. And he 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 only or as much as possible spends his money in black owned businesses and will only do that as much as he can, which I think is quite incredible. Um. Like the right thing to do because the amount of money that's taken out mm. of those, you know, those neighborhoods and, and economies, put it back in. You know what I mean? It's great. Um, so, the 1970s began, and so did another transformative move for Mayfield going to the movies. So, this is where we come to the album that we're going to talk about. Um, so, Curtis has got his eye on the big silver screen. Um, the period it kind of becomes known as black exploitation. It's not easy for me to say black exploitation. These kind of movies um, were basically made. They're really quickly produced. They're really low budget, and they're beamed straight to kind of black inner city audiences. So, like, they're made just to make a quick again, make a quick dollar off of that type, that community and that culture, without really much care or thought put into it. Um. They needed, so these type of films needed the right music on the soundtrack. And at this time, there was not, there was a not exactly unspoken question in Hollywood. Can African-Americans write film music? So, of course, every major film up until the 70s would have always had a big orchestra or something on it. And it would have been full of white people. And, yeah, it is what it is. It's just Hollywood at the time. Um, Mayfield answered that question of can African-Americans write film music by saying, we showed that you didn't need a room the size of a football field to lay music in. You didn't have to be a Henry Mancini. I'm assuming that's a blue <laughs> I don't know who Henry Mancini I know one Mancini and he won Man City's first no, league Manchego title cheese. in like 30 years. Manchego cheese, again, really important. I'm going to say that both of those are more important than whoever... Henry Mancini is. Hey guys, listen. Don't be a Henry Mancini, all right? Don't we don't it. know who he is, but don't be it. <laughs> no idea. He's no idea. he's a composer. Be a yeah. <laughs> Just to... there we go. Be a Roberto Mancini or a Manchego cheese. <laughs> Manchego cheese to me sounds like it'd be quite fruity. Like it'd have mangoes. I'm basically basing that on mangoes. The word is it a fruity <laughs> cheese? I, I like a fruity cheese. It's not. You don't like it's me, mom. Not a fruity cheese. It's a very very mature. Cheese like well, a like uh, mature. Uh, if so, if uh, you don't like like extra mature cheddar, so it's not like a baby. Oh though. no We're no not no, talking no. Like that. no 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 no! no. <laughs> it's like the heel of your foot, <laughs> mature. In fact, you'd normally have it with a jelly, a quince jelly. They call it for the sweetness. So that's how so not sweet it is. Because right. you've got to you've got to put sugar put that, on it. That, that jelly on top. I did not realise that's why you were on the podcast, Grace, to bring the uh, <laughs> the higher the the knowledge you just of love the cheese. <laughs> I, I'm happy with a cheese string, you know what I, I mean? I hate cheese. I won't eat. I, I've oh. never eaten a cheese string in really? my life. Mate, Two you're missing out. On. They're the best. No, it's fun. You're a snooze. Who's a snooze? <laughs> what a snooze. Me? Yeah. You? You don't eat cheese string? <laughs> What's that? 
You've never made a mustache out of it. I've never, I've no, never eaten one. Them. I'm suspicious of them. There's more plastic in those great. guys than there is cheese. All right, mum. That's the best. <laughs> <laughs> but does your mum not like cheese strings either? No, she's all like processed food. Yeah, it is a very mum thing, though. That's a proper mum thing. You, you don't need the E numbers in that. You're you know what's good? Walls. Good cheese is all that. I thought we were on the same page with this case, I but mean, it turns out not. That's <laughs> no, all right. Are, but, you know. Well, we're not, are we? You you can enjoy both upper class cheese and working class cheese. Well, at the I do. Same time. American cheese is great, but a cheese okay. thing is crap. You know what I mean? I'm not. Mate, you need to you need to get on the cheese strings, or a dairy lady. I don't like dairy lady either. Oh, you're. A... I mean, I don't. You. I had a friend. Was he called? Once. Was he called Lee? <laughs> he was called Dairy. <laughs> uh, no, I had a friend who um, I think every year from years, from from the whole time I knew him in school, so that's from year two up until year 10 when he left. Um, I'm pretty sure every day on his sandwiches, he had Dairy Lee spread that's sandwiches. Champion. Every, and Dairy Lee Dunkers. I'm every, thinking of the wrong thing. Oh, that combo. Dairy Lee spreadable is fine. It's um, a baby Cheese bell triangle. I don't like. Oh, Baby, Baby Bell's the best. Baby Bell's great. Stupid man. Unwrap it's it like a little treat. Like a little Kinder and then egg. And you can cheese. make a little wax figure. Little wax figure out of the wax. Not a fan. I don't know what this is, but... Why talk about 70s American film scores when... <laughs> <laughs> we could just talk about yeah, cheese. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We should go it's to that event important. where they roll the cheese down the hill and everyone's got to chase it. No. That's, that's death. Sudden death. You, you, <laughs> have you seen that on Netflix? <laughs> it's hilarious. Then you get the giant cheese, maybe. Oh. We, I'd want more than yeah, just, you can just go to the shop. You know what I mean? Because let's be honest, none of <laughs> yeah. us are winning that cheese. <laughs> no, no, not at all. Anyway, should mm. we get back to We'd the love uh, to. okay? Sam, <laughs> so you don't need to be a Henry Mansion <laughs> and Chico cheese. You can make music in whatever room you want. Mayfield himself, I'm just going to power through. Mayfield himself <laughs> was now recording in a tiny demo room. He was producing studio bought. I'm going to make a video. He was now recording in a tiny demo, producing studio bought from RAC. Yeah, the a tiny studio was bought. Demo, in a tiny demo room. producing. Yeah. Like it's just for demos. Oh, Great. He was in a tiny room. That's just, that's <laughs> just him and his interface. That's it. He was Harry Potter. Just him and his interface. You see the That's original Jacob Collier. <laughs> he had a little platter. Oh, I can't stand Jacob Collier. This is F5, which actually means it can be a juxtaposition of the flat. I hate the word <laughs> juxtaposition. I can't stand Jacob Collier. No one uses that word. Jacob Collier and juxtaposition, same thing. <laughs> Awful. They're the same thing. Anyway, so Superfly, <laughs> which is the album. <laughs> oh, right, yeah. That that was. Is that a type of cheese? Eight. <laughs> no. In fact, Matt, it's a black it's a black exploitation movie, um, full of drugs, violence, and badass culture. That's what I've got written down here. Someone thought that Mayfield's soul <laughs> funk grooves were ideal for the soundtrack. Um, that someone was not Mayfield. No, no, no. Uh, he was not a fan at all of the movie's characters or plot until he saw a way to subvert them. Um, Althea Mayfield, I'm assuming that's a sister or a mother, I don't know, a says mother. that Curtis, a mother, said that Curtis thought Superfly was a commercial to sell cocaine. 
Um, Songs for Superfly came out and ran counterpoint to on-screen action. So Freddy's Dead, Superfly, both of which were million selling million selling singles. Quite <laughs> million selling. Um, yeah. <laughs> Pusher Man, Little Child, Running Wild. These songs would show up decades later in the generation rap when they discovered the art of sampling. Mm. Um, so he's kind of signed on to do this Superfly movie um, because he thinks, well... You know what? Actually, I can make really good music. And I can kind of subvert the themes of what's going on. The Impressions Superfly album became an instant classic of 1970s soul and funk, a rare example of a soundtrack outselling the movie. And along with Marvin Gaye and Stevie Wonder, Mayfield had introduced soul funk music that also said something, uh, a groove that was socially aware, which I like. Uh, movie work now took up much of Mayfield's time. Um, he produced things for Gladys Knight and the Pips, the film Claudine, Aretha Franklin, a film called Sparkle, the Staples, Staples Singers, Let's Do It Again, uh, Mavis Staples, A Piece of the Action uh, and Short Eyes, um, which was a hit in 1977 for Mayfield himself. So in the album that we're looking at, Superfly, this is kind of where Curtis is up to. He's kind of like, right, well, you know what? If they're going to make these films that are pretty crap and terrible just to exploit ourselves and our culture well i'm gonna make the best damn music that you've ever heard for it so there you go at that and i'm also gonna put some social things in there that you won't quite pick up on because you're really stupid <laughs> um and i'm gonna to make tons of money off it and also make say some good things um and that that's a bit a little bit of a bio for curtis mayfield and we're brilliant to... so good not wanting to be the fact checker of the uh <laughs> of the wow. alvanilla word but i'll see the is his wife. Mm. Um, yeah, Thank it's you. all right. You know, don't, don't want to get things wrong here on El Vanilla. We pride ourselves no. on never being wrong. Happy to be corrected as well, as we saw <laughs> last week. Not wrong. Yes, amazing. So, yeah, so shall we talk about some uh, albums that came out this year, 1972? Yes. Mm. Exile on Main Street by the Rolling Stones. Who cares? Uh, Harvest <laughs> by Neil Young. Everyone Ugh. cares. Come on. Nobody yeah. wants to know. <sighs> Another person who sings in a falsetto, but really oh, terribly. Brutal. Really brutal. Mm, like a pervert. <laughs> no. Like I'm going to groom your kids. No. no. I'm not having this, oh, right? I, oh, and you also... Just, you just called, you just called yeah, him. You, you just called him a pervert. You just called right. Neil Young. You just said you just called a me, pervert. Right, there's a difference between a pervert <laughs> and then someone who wants to touch children. Well, listen, you're both liable, so... I'll let you can both go down for it. It's a parody. If if we now say that the person we're talking about is has a really small penis, you get away with it. That's how that's how, that's how parody works. That's how it works. Because if you say if you if you want to make fun of someone, if you put in their character or like parody someone, if you put in their character description, oh, and by the way, they have a really tiny penis. If What's that person's like sued, oh, no, that's true. If that person, if this is defending God, if that person now sues yeah. you. They're then admitting that they've got a tiny penis, and that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. So that's why people don't do it. They're like, "Well, I can't do well, that because he's I just." I don't think Neil Young's about. an avid listener. It gets back <laughs> to me. <laughs> <laughs> Neil, oh, look at my life. I am not a pervert. That's what he said. <laughs> 
<laughs> if Mr. Young would like to come on the show and clear some things up, I'm more than happy. To I tell you now, he'd eat you both alive. You if he's willing to go up against you, Donald Trump, he'll go. He'll, he'll eat you <laughs> two for breakfast, I tell you. But what would I be like? Hi, Mr. Young. I really love, really love Harvest Moon. It's really good. I love, I love your stuff with Crosby Stills. Enneagram <laughs> 2 would really be like, do you want me to do something? Do you want me to produce an example? <laughs> I can, I can polish your guitar for <laughs> you, Mr. Young. It's not a problem. <laughs> Amazing. Well, I happen to like Harvest by Neil Young. And <laughs> I'm sure his penis is a perfect size. Wow. Um, wow. Oh, whoa, hey now. <laughs> we don't, don't polish his ego that much. That's the only thing I'll be polishing. So... Right, now, next album. <laughs> what was next? <laughs> Transformer by Lou Reed. And then, finally, A Talking Book by Stevie Wonder. Hey... Oh, which we've gone through before some great albums mm-hmm. and we're going to talk about superfly but shall we take a break mm. and we'll, we do... <laughs> we'll do we'll do our thoughts calm down. <laughs> so we'll take a breath have a cheese string if you want one come back a different come wish. back a different person all right <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. So let's talk about Superfly by Curtis Mayfield. Grace, do you want to go first? Okay. Um, so I absolutely loved it. Come absolutely on. loved it. Um, I just love the fact that obviously, you know me, you know what I've said about the, the things that artists have spoken about in the past we've listened to. And right, this guy is anti-drugs, you know, libertarian. Just what a guy. Come on. What a guy. Already sold. Already sold. Um, But it's very, for this time, for this time period, it is very unusual to be so, I guess, upfront. Um, Socially aware, I think you described it as Adam, and I enjoy that. Um, To have lyrics Mm. that are so socially aware. Is quite a rarity in, in this time period. Um, probably quite a brave, bold move. It's countercultural um, as well. It's yeah, what we yeah. want. Absolutely. Mm. Um, and I respect it. I love it. I'm absolutely here for it. Um, he's absolutely saying things that he needs to say. And I, and I love it even more that it's the fact that he wasn't happy with the, the way that he thought things were being portrayed in this film. And he was like, well, you know, have this. In your face, you know what I mean. <laughs> like, yeah. Take this, um, and I loved it. And, and I, I just thought, musically speaking, everything that just, I mean, there's so much going on. There's all sorts of percussion going on. This has like the kitchen sink thrown at it, but mm. everything is adding depth and texture. Nothing is just added in. At no point are you like oh, I've just been hit with a big wall of sounds here. Like, they've just got a million things going on and they, it just needs to be stripped back. It's like everything is just so well done and well put together. Yeah. Uh, I just, I absolutely love it. I think the drummer is incredible. The percussionist, fantastic. I don't know if they're two different people. Um, Yes, they are. Um, And it's just great. The electric guitar, absolutely here for all of it. Um. And I think my personal favourites are probably the songs where there isn't actually lyrics in terms of the musical quality of the song. Obviously, I love, you know, 
the depth of the lyrics and, and all the things that you're saying. But it, musically speaking, songs like Junkie Chase, Think, are just stunning arrangements musically. And I just absolutely love them. I love the fact we've got trumpets going on, trombone, saxophone. We've got the works. We've got strings at some point in some songs. And I just, I love it. Nothing is just an unnecessary addition. Everything has its place and it adds something more to the music. Yeah. And I, I love it. Even some like wonderful flute work. Mm. I Everything's didn't even... going on. I'm just going to It's so good. I never wanted it. And then when I heard it, I was like, I, I need this and everything like yeah. that. You never Just knew so you needed well. it. That's it. But in other in other albums that you might hear, everything's going on. You're like, why why has we got that? That's unnecessary. Stop that. But just everything here is so tasteful and so well done. There's so much skill going on. There's so much musicality. And I'm just here for all of it. Come on. That is so good. Okay. So you, you preferred the the um instrumental songs, they were your favourites? Yeah, I think so. Musically speaking. You know, things Brilliant. that were going on, the, the grooves and everything. Loving it. Loving it. Brilliant. Good stuff. Adam, do you agree? I do. I do. I was on board. Um, I didn't know how I was going to feel about it, um, but I loved it. So I think his voice, if, if you're talking about his voice with the, the falsetto, for me it's a mix of Marvin Gaye and Smokey Robinson. It's kind of got a bit of the soul of, of Marvin Gaye with the kind of upper register, kind of brilliantness of Smokey Robinson. I really like that. And he's just obviously taken what they were doing and, and just carrying on with it. Brilliant. Um yeah, I like I was gonna mention the um the flute. Reminds me of that scene in Anchorman. Yeah, me too. In Tino's. <laughs> yeah. Make some baby making music. It's brilliant. Um, Go to Tino's. Yeah. Funk flute. Who who knew you needed it? But it but it doesn't it's it's not first of all, it's not in your face. So you're like it's in the background, but you still hear it, and it adds. It's another dimension. It's another layer. Um, brilliant. So some songs I liked. Pusher Man. Um, thought the intro was really great. Uh, guitar is great. Love that kind of wah pedal, chugging thing going on. It goes on a bit too long. If I could have one criticism, uh, like five minutes for some of these songs, mm. is a bit, it's a bit much. But that's just my short attention span. Uh, Freddie's Dead, which is the one that's got the funky flute in the background. Um, it's kind of got a, a bass solo in it. The bass tone is a little bit dirty in some parts. Um, it's not just clean, but it 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 grooves. It really drives. It's great. Um, speaking of the bass tone, just in general across this album, it's really great. Kind of all the way through. Um, the horns, like we've mentioned, really good. Violin, amazing. How many instruments are kind of on this? And he was doing this in a small room. He wasn't doing this in a big mm. room. Like an Abbey Road studio with a fifty-piece orchestra, he's doing this in a in a smaller studio, and yet it all sounds like proper top quality, top quality stuff. Um, the drums, but the quick hi hats, kind of as a steady backdrop. That classic, you know, like shaft. That's sixteenths. Um, Junkie Chase, prime example of that. Just kind of constant going in the background. Um, yeah. Overall, really, really enjoyed it. Um. Didn't think I would, but I did. Amazing. It's an amazing album, isn't it? Mm. I think it's mm. really good. I love the sound of this album. I agree with both of what you said. The soul and funk with the marriage of cinematic string arrangements. Mm. Beautiful. And not even cinematic, but like orchestral instruments. Just like 
are just sound so beautiful, so good. And I, I really love music from this uh, time period like this. So like Curtis Mayfield and um, like Isaac Hayes. I'm a big, big fan of the album Black Moses, which I thought, mm. you know, it sounds like Black Moses is influenced by this. And then I found out that it came out before this did. So I wonder whether like, I don't know, that's an album full of covers, whereas this is original stuff. And whether, you know, there's something in that, something about like these guys pushing themselves and just finding this genre, this this soul, funk, cinematic, um, just, I don't know, even though they've been like taken advantage of and that exploit- exploitation thing. Actually, like, I feel like, you know, I'm not sure they would have found this sound without it. I don't know. I don't know. Um, mm. But I think it just sounds like the 70s, the early 70s, and it yeah. sounds so great. And often, and I don't want anyone to roll their eyes here, but I use Abbey Road as like a point of reference, right? As something that came out just a year or two before, right? And this sounds way better. Do you know what I mean? Like, I mm. love Abbey Road, but this sounds like it's from a different planet than mm. that. You know what I mean? You can yeah. tell that you could you go, oh yeah, Abbey Road, but you could tell it's in the sixties. This you're like, it just sounds so great. And another example is that Sly and the Family Stone album, Adam, where like you can yeah. hear the hisses everywhere because the overdubs are just so heavy. Well, two mm. years later, this annihilates that album. Mm. Absolutely oh, annihilates it. It makes me think as well, like when when John Lennon more towards like kind of later, and he's trying to he he does a little bit of funky stuff in some of his later albums. Like it's not proper funk, obviously, but like it's got that kind of influence because he's living in New York and all that. But then even those that stuff doesn't sound half as good, and that's sometimes five odd years later. That's it. Than this, you know what I mean? This is a great it's sounding incredible. album. Uh, mm-hmm. Curtis Mayfield's voice is amazing. The band sound great. Um. I, I put this thing about um I I think this is this is literally one of the best sounding albums I've ever read. I think I'm gonna Ooh. say that. I think Ooh. the mix the mix is perfect. Like what you were saying, Grace, is exactly mm. it. You can hit there's all these things. Yeah, you can hear every one of them in the right place and at the right level. I, I think it's absolutely brilliant. I think it's one of the best sounding albums I've ever read. Like from from just a pure sound aesthetic which is such a pretentious thing to say and it's not really something that i like i'm not an audiophile you know like it's not really the world i live in and i often think they're a bit stupid like but um but yeah but i think this is one of the best sounding albums i've ever read in my life and um great songs it's quite short for an album it's perfect length yeah. you know like even though you got some long songs um 45 yeah, minutes 11 tracks Come on. And I think the it was only eleven because, so the the version I listened to, the remastered one, had some single mixes yeah. of Superfly yeah. and Eddie's Dead or whatever. Um, so I I wonder what is the original album. Yeah, the nine original is nine. It's thirty seven minutes. There you go. I mean, that's that's ide- incredible, especially for a that's movie. It, that's ideal for me. I love that. Yeah. yeah. And there are bands I I hear now that I'm really into. So like, I love this genre. And I I would listen to this, right? And it makes me feel cool. Got me sunglasses on. <laughs> it's a beautiful hot day. Swaggering around, you know what I mean? It's kind of like the last shadow puppets. They sound like this, yeah. you know what I mean? Uh, Frank Ocean, I heard some of that. Do you know, like, just in here. 
yeah. Cameron Avery, all these artists that I'm like, yeah, they're cool, man. Sound like this. And this was like 30 years earlier, if not 40 years. And so just a brilliant album. I think this is the best album we've listened to. Um, Oof. I know even even better sounding, well, even better because it, it's better sounding than things like Imagine. And Imagine is like peak for me. But this just sounds so great. <laughs> Uh, Grace agreed with that so readily. Mm, yeah, yeah, mm, definitely. Mm, yeah, no, yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Um, yeah. Excellent opinion. <laughs> so yeah, it's a clean sweep from all of us, really. It's just like, uh, we all love this album. So it's got to go wrong. Well, yeah, I know, I'm waiting for it. But, uh, <laughs> this is what I thought this podcast would be, just us listening to great music. But, uh, you know, it's taken us 50 episodes to get to a point where we all agree. <laughs> Harmony. On a great album, I know. Shall we go straight into the comparison album? Let's do it. So we're going to talk about uh, Reanimator, which I keep getting wrong, Adam, and, comp- and thinking it's called Reanimation, which was the Lincoln Park oh. album. If we can talk about that album for a second, that but that. So you take Hybrid Theory or whatever it was from from Lincoln Park, get a bunch of really really cool guys to remix it and stuff like that. And you come up with an album that is equally, if not sometimes better yeah. than the original. Reanimation by Linkin Park. First of all, listen to Hybrid Theory, then listen to Reanimation, and you'll just, you'll. Uh, that's a good way to spend that's the day, it. my opinion. You know when, um, when Jay Z paired up with Linkin Park. Oh, that's a good. Well, album. I was over it by that point because I was like, I've heard better than that. Reanimation. I was like, such. I was a hipster at the age of ten as well. Don't you know? You know what I mean? I was like, <laughs> is Linkin Park that. the band that we don't? Talk about anymore? Why? Why? No, they were fine. Are you thinking of lost oh, profits? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, we don't talk about lost profits. Okay. We don't talk about okay. lost profits. Okay, yeah. that's fine. Because he, he was a bad he was a bad okay. man. Lincoln Park. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. Great. We were Lincoln Park. We Ooh. like Lincoln Park. Lincoln Park were great. <laughs> uh, so, but we're not even talking about them. We're talking about everything, everything. Mm. So, mm. everything, everything are an English art rock band, according to Wikipedia, uh, from Manchester, formed in two thousand and seven. And they have released five albums. So this is their fifth album, uh, Man Alive, Ark, which I think was the album that me and Adam heard first that got us into this. Mm. Yeah, Get to Heaven, which is, I'm going to tell you now, guys, in my top 100 albums of all time. I love it. Uh, A Fever Dream and Reanimator, which is the album we're looking at. And that last album is like uh, widely acclaimed uh, and... You know, they seem to hit a new ceiling, and so this, not ceiling, a new height, a new peak, whatever, whatever I'm trying to say there. Um, (laughs) And so this is the album here, uh, and it came out at the end of last year, and it was meant to come out earlier, but the thing called COVID-19 stopped it. Um, So yeah, Why, why don't we talk about it? So Grace, what did you think of this album? Um, now, I'm a little bit confused by this album. Right. Because I feel like they are confused. Now bear with. Because I feel like at the start of the album, I had very, like, 90s vibes. And I was, you know, blasted back into the past. Um, not bad kind of 90s vibes. You know, we're jamming, we're having fun. But then by the end of it, um, with Violet Sun, I'm like in 1975, the the band 19, the 1975. Right, right. 
Um, and no one wants to be there. And it, <laughs> and I just feel like there isn't a sound to this album. Like even the fact that the genre they're described as is art. What was it? Art pop or art rock? Or art whatever rock. It was. Yeah. Art rock. First of all, what is that? I mean, is art, music, ro- art rock art. is a thing, though. But like, is all music not art? Well, yeah, but it's kind of like that's deep question. <laughs> You know I'm what I mean? Think, what is that? Some kind of hipster label that is. But kind of like a thing. So some art rock examples, which you're not going to like. Sergeant Pepper's is like art rock. <sighs> the the rise of Z, rise and fall of Ziggy Sardust. That's kind of like OK Computer mm. Pet Sounds. You know, it's a wide range of things. Yeah. But but I I don't know how you stylize. I mean, it just is what it is. But I don't it's, know how it, you stylize it's, it's it. It's just a weird thing. And so I feel like they don't have. A sound. I'm feeling like they just, I don't know, every song is a new kind of sound going on. Maybe this is why we find, maybe we found the reason why we don't get on musically here, Grace, because I am into <laughs> art rock. I am a big fan. <laughs> so maybe this is why. But yeah, I just feel, and it, it wasn't, it's not that it's bad. It's not that I don't enjoy it. It was all palatable and I could listen to it all and I would listen to it all again if someone, if someone put it on. I'd be like, great, cool. I hope we all listen to this right now. Um, I'd love it for you, for someone to put it on and you go, no, not listening to this. Turn it off. <laughs> Get it off. Just totally the opposite. <laughs> um, but yeah, I wasn't, but, but I think because I liked the last album so much, this had to be some kind of stellar 10 out of 10. Balls yeah. to the ball sort of situation, you know. Sometimes I do think that, like, there's always an there isn't always an album, but sometimes there are albums on this list that make a mockery of the other album. Yeah. Because yeah, it's yeah. just so good. You know, it's yeah. just like So I was thinking whilst I was listening to it, I was like, if we'd use this as a comparison to some of the recent albums we've done, I'd have been all over it. You'd have I'd have been that. like, What a breath of fresh air. Stunning. <laughs> um but no, I've had my breath of fresh air and now I'm in some kind of smog in China when the in the industrial estate thing that's going on what a very specific thing very <laughs> i've had a fresh breath of fresh air now i'm in china in a smog on an industrial estate just like so i don't know if they're still having their smog from the industrial revolution wasn't thing that in like night it was not in 2008 i don't know no idea what was the the chinese smog um don't even well, I was taken <laughs> aback. I was taken back to that time. <laughs> Do you mean the Beijing Olympics? Because that was no, 2000. No, no, like, a, sm- it like was a smog like, when like the whole it was like like the, the 90s. air pollution. It was like the 90s sometime. It's been bad forever then. <laughs> oh, cool. Well, anyway, I was taken to China then. <laughs> cool. <laughs> okay, ah. nothing like an overgeneralization right here. But... Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah. Um... But yeah, so like I said, yeah, had it been used as a comparative for something else, maybe I'd have liked it a bit more. Um, but comparing to this, I was a bit just like, it was a bit let downish sort of thing. And yeah, I feel like the songs on their own are fine, but t- to be all accumulated together in one album, it just feels a bit like some of them are a bit out of place. There's not necessarily, well, it doesn't feel like there's a particular theme going on or anything like that. You know? Well, thematically... 
I find the way that the songs are written proper weird. I've always thought that, like, I heard this thing that the lyricist Jonathan Higgs, who's a singer as well, he is known for using newspaper articles and clippings to write his lyrics. Kind of like um, like a musical poetic collage. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. he just picks lines out, puts them in. Mad, it's just absolutely crazy. But uh, So I've never really understood what any song is about mm. by everything, everything. Except maybe it's about everything, everything. I don't know. Well, Heard it here first, folks. But yeah. Adam, what did you think? Um, Overall, I enjoyed it. Um, So I've had issue in the past with the main fella's voice. Um, falsetto fella. And I don't think he's got... I don't think he's got a terrible voice when he's falsetto. It's when he goes oh. down. I think he's got a very good falsetto voice. It's when he's down. It's just a bit bit weird. Um, but I think, especially in the opening track, it sounds better. I feel like it's got better. Um, so I was I'm surprised. And it was a good opener. I quite liked, you know, Lost Powers. Thought it was dead good. Um, funky. Um, it was a monstering. Um, strange intro, but I liked it when the drums kicked in. When the drums kicked in, it was strong. Uh, I liked the bass on it as well. And of course... <laughs> On it was a monstering, really important fact. So, in the bridge or whatever, they start to talk about all these different monsters, like the Hollow Man and Slender Man and stuff like that. And they mention cult icon, uh, icon, cult icon, myth. He is an icon. Icons uh, doesn't necessarily okay, mean good thing. Okay. <laughs> a cultural phenomenon. <laughs> Purple Aki. Now. If you don't know Pear Palaki... do you know who Pear Palaki is? Uh, of course. Oh, I'm everyone sure he was just more, knows. Yeah. Right, he was okay. definitely more of a Wirral Wanderer than a Liverpooler. Nah. He, so there was a lad who... There's a documentary on BBC oh, Three. No. There was a lad who... I think it was on the Wirral or something like that, who who jumped in front of a train to get rid of him, to, to get away from him, or jumped he onto a, a train track to get away from him. He was a And got hit. Yeah, he was a Wirral Dweller as well. Yeah, Pear Palaki's all over I there, saw so. him in, um, in Toxeth once. Yeah. Did he have his bag? Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but um, dangerous, dangerous. Yeah, I was a school kid, like, but uh, I mean, I wasn't Muslim, yeah. so I was all right. I'll have to watch that documentary, yeah. I never did. Okay, you know, just for one. people who Lincoln's are Liverpool, they do exist. Adam, do you want to fill us in? Sure. Um, so, Purple Aki, I once upon a time knew his full name, but I don't know. Um, Purple Aki, he is a um, a, a gentleman, he's quite a large gentleman, so. He's quite quite tall, quite stocky build. Um, always dressed in a, a shell suit, tracksuit, uh, often with a cap. Often seen carrying a blue uh, carrier bag, plastic bag, um, with him. People don't know what's in his plastic bag. I don't. However, know. the main no, the main issue with Purple Aki is the fact that he likes to uh, he likes to touch up boys uh, <laughs> or men, young men in general. He wants um, them especially to touch if they have. Yes, he wants them to touch his muscle and he wants to touch them. And he asks muscles. them to squat and things um, like that, doesn't he? He asks them to like yeah, flex yeah. and stuff. Flex and that. And, and like that on the basis of it is quite not harmless, but it's quite like doesn't sound as terrible. But then when it's actually deeper than that, and he's actually a bit of a pest. Um, and it's like really quite dangerous. He's, I don't think, allowed to be in Liverpool. Um, he's banned from certain areas. He's been to prison, Does I'm pretty it, sure. But I, just to like yeah, yeah, go a little bit deep, maybe we don't need to. But does not. This has just made me suddenly think that we grew up with the story of this guy, right? And this guy existing mm. and being around. But it was like hilarious, and he was this yeah, like oh, yeah. hilarious man who went round, essentially 
sexually harassing children. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. it was hilarious to us. And like, doesn't that not just show like the horrificness of cultural appropriation that we... But that's it. That's the issue in it. And that that is the thing. Like, I know now we... Because, mo- I mean, just for our jobs and stuff like that, we moan that we have to do safeguarding and stuff because we'd like mm. get fed up with the forms. Like, not actual mm. safeguarding, but you know when you're doing like the paperwork yeah the red tape yeah you're just like paperwork. keeping on top of things and stuff but but then it didn't exist so that's why we do it mm. because yeah. because then we were kids in school walking around toxic like oh purple lucky but really yeah. if we turned up we'd be in trouble you know what i mean yeah and, and like i said we got to the point of harassment where one lad tried to escape from him jumped in front of a train um, he turned know. up and he, he jumped in front of a train track and the train was wow. coming couldn't get out of the way and the train oh, hit wow. him that, that lad died. He died. So like, oh, that lad's dead. Because yeah. that's the that's the thing. Yeah, like, yeah. he's in this song, and it, when I heard serious. it, I was like, <laughs> "Purple Aki." Do you know what I mean? But actually, like, yeah. not good. You know what I mean? And it's funny yeah. how like sometimes our humor, definitely in like working class northern communities, has a dark element to it. <laughs> if you haven't heard that already in this podcast, <laughs> you've yeah. done well. Um, but like, it's not funny, is it? It's not good. You know what yeah. I mean? But, uh, nah. but it was strange to hear nah. him turn up in this song yeah. anyway. Like, Yeah. But he, he does fit that kind of... Like Grace said, we all laughed and joked about it as, as kids and stuff, but he was kind of like the boogeyman. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, oh, how better watch how Pearbach he's going to get you. It's mad, isn't it? But but in this song, it fits quite perfectly because they're talking about like the Slender Man and, mm. you know, the, the yeah. whatever else. All these kind of like... I think that the term that they use is universal monsters, you know, like the hollow man and the werewolf and stuff like that, vampires, Dracula, stuff like that. So it's it's quite interesting how it all fits into there. Mad, it? Um it's crazy. So is Purple Lucky are they from round here or is is there like Purple Lucky like was that a thing before? He's he's from Liverpool, right? And, no, and I mean, that's it. And, they, and they're from Manchester. Uh... so I think Northwest. So I think he might be known. A, br- a further afield than just the Merseyside region. I think he might be known in Manchester. I think he might. Wait, were you asking? Is there like more than one pair blackie? Is that what you're well, trying yeah, to? Yeah. Is there is there like a name like with like the Boogie Man and stuff? Is there like a name of something? Is no, that I, why he was called? Pepper? I think I think there's one. It's a mantle that got passed down for <laughs> generations. There is always one. No more than two. <laughs> it's like the same. It's bad. No more than two. There are crazy in it. Crazy in it. But True. um. But um, overall, the album... Oh, can I just say one more Purple Aki thing? Sorry. Oh, go on. I pol- please, just, please. This is my last thing. I follow a meme page <laughs> on Liverpool and there's a, they sell mugs with them pointing like this. So like a, a thumbs up or something <laughs> saying squat's happening. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just not all right. But, you got to make money from it somewhere. I kind of want one, but I don't want to have one. You know what I mean? Anyway. Got to explain it to your boss if he comes squats down for a coffee. Happening. Squats happening, Jude. Uh, what's happening there? Anyway, sorry. The album. The album. Um, yeah. Love the feel of it. Um, love the feel of planets. That was one great song, song as well. Um, great song. So overall, I I enjoyed it. Didn't like blow me away. I'm not gonna become like everything. Everything's number one fan. Um, but I enjoyed it. Solid. So good. Yeah, I I thought the same. Actually, I was like, I love this band. I don't love this album, but that's okay. But there are songs like Planets I really loved. You know what I mean? Mm. Just, uh, yeah, really enjoyed it. Really enjoyed it as an album. I think I couldn't get all the way through this, really. 
But I think, Grace, you're onto something about, like, you know, comparing it to such a great album. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, and I kind of like the way they use synths and things like that. And I don't know. I like that there's a few different sounds in there. And I don't think it sounds like anybody else that's around at the moment either. I think it is quite original. And something that I like about them, which I did see in similarity to the last album, was their use of space and, like, you know, their use of, like, a whole mix and where you put things and when you play and when you don't play and how you use sound and things like that. And I don't think I've ever heard an indie band from the UK use, like, rest and space as as such a great thing like we we're used to bands like the killers and arctic monkeys who like had this wall of sound in the style but this this is kind of different and it uses space in a really interesting way um and like some of the stuff off arc is like a good example of that and they've kind of gone away from that now but i just really uh really enjoyed the bands and i really like his falsetto i think he's got an amazing range vocal range uh, I was gonna put money on it, Grace. That you were gonna dislike his vocal range, but you uh you didn't comment on it, so you know. No. There we go. You know, so good, so good. Cause I was worried about putting this forward. You know, I was a bit uh, bit concerned. You know. You go for it, hun. <laughs> Thanks, pal. Uh, but yeah, so really enjoyed this album. Yeah. If we were to say, would you rather? What we're all gonna go for? Curtis Mayfield, right? Absolutely. But that's a special album, right? That is just special sauce. That's got the special sauce. Yeah. Mm. That is special sauce. Like, Mm. you know, that's like a special gravy in it. Dip me in it. Special marinade. That's it. So good. There you go. And guys, I want to tell you, I think I'm going to put it in my Hall of Fame. Wow. I think I'm putting it in there. Do you know why I might, you know? (laughs) Wow. Are you gonna grace? Commit or don't? <sighs> wow. What happened? Did you that say was, something? That was just, do it again? Sorry, that was I was like, where is that sound coming from? It was my phone. I was playing reanimated. <laughs> sorry, so that confused funny. me so much. I was like froze. I was but uh, yeah, no, shove it in. Go on. Whack <laughs> it in there. <laughs> shove it in me all of fame. <laughs> Quick. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Okay. Well, whack at him. <laughs> okay, Grace. We can leave, we can leave this now, Grace. Before you say this, uh, Grace, guys. Well, what a good week of albums. Really enjoyable. Um, um. It's about time, isn't it? Absolutely, <laughs> it is. Shall we quiz? It'd be a good idea, wouldn't it? Absolutely. I think we should. Let's do it. Hey, mate. Give us a word. Give us a word. Give us a word. Hey, mate, give us a word. Matt, give us a word. Grace, give us a word. Hey, give us a word. Give us a word. Mate, give us a word. Hey, mate, give us a word. Oi, mate, give us a word. Hey, are you going to give me a word or not? Give us a word. Oh, I just want a word so bad. Hey, I hate it when people say oi, but there's something about it in that. In <laughs> that. Remember that when that guy oi. said oi to me, Adam, on the roundabout? 
at that conference and I stopped on the roundabout to tell him not to say it was so angry. Are you saying oi to? Oi. Who are you saying oi to? Who? I hate it. Who are you saying oi to? Flipping, eh? I hate Winding your non-electric windows down there. It takes me 15 minutes to do it. Who are you saying oi to? Like a little gap, like a two-centimetre gap just Yeah, that was the start of the conference, tell you. That was a good time. You know what, if this, if this pandemic hasn't taught me to have a bit of a, you know, a bit of a check on myself, I'll tell you what. If, if, I'm, st- yeah, if I'm still like that after this, there's no hope for any of us. Oi. Anyway, Adam, over to you. Well, it's time to give us a word. Everyone, ladies and gentlemen, it is my pleasure to say that the overall score is all tied up at three all. So we're mo- we're moving into the end game here, folks. Um, it's a big one. This next point could be important because it could be. We're going to five. Be. It could be. You know what I mean? Um, I'm stalling really because I'm trying to. You're the worst. Well, please do, because I don't want to have to do anything editing here, Adam. I tell you, some, some, oh, well, oh, well, some weeks, so, hey, well, it's like I'm literally sorry. 10 oh, minutes. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, it's difficult. There's come not up with a word. words that go into. You said one this morning. I can't remember what it was, but you had one this morning. Oh, you, I did. There better not <laughs> be any collusion you, going what on What did here. I say? <laughs> what did I say? Don't let me forget it. And what have you let me do? Forget. <laughs> forget it. There we go. Point to me. Four, three. See you next week. Uh, So good. Oh, actually, I might have one. Yes, I do. I do, I do, I do, I do, I do, I do. Right. Okay. It's a big one. Here you go. A big one. Oh. Yeah, we'll go for this. So the first word, this wasn't the word I was going for, but <laughs> autocorrect is saving me. The first word. Um, oh, we need to heads or tails. I never have a coin ready. Heads. We're going with my <laughs> Sam. You shouted out, Grace. You didn't give me. <laughs> so. Oh, my God. So. Thank you, Matt, for sitting with your hand up. I'm going to go to you first. You know, some of us are born winners. <laughs> wow. That smug attitude makes me not want to pick him up. Oi. Oi. Right. The first word. I want song titles with the word start in them. Start. So, Matt, give us a word. There's a song by um, Hillsong United called Start and End. Yeah, okay. I mean, I don't think we should include Christian music. Why not? Sure. Why not? Why not? Because we're doing actual popular music. We're not doing Christian music. Me. What? The start of something new. Yeah. <sighs> Soar and flying. Come on. That's the musical. Soar and flying. Um, John Lennon just like starting over. Love one of my favorites. <laughs> start over by Beyonce. Sure. Sure. I tell you what. Um. <laughs> Passenger has a song, Start a Fire. Yeah. Is that right? I think yep. I'm going to start a fire. Yep. Hold it. Thank you for the impression. 
I'm gonna start. This has helped me out. Great. Three. At the start. Bye. Young Miles and Brave. Is this more Christian music? No, it isn't. She's making it up. <laughs> no, I'm making it up. I got a clip. Right. No songs have up. started. Okay. The ones we've done. Up. Can I can I say one? The only one. On, we on. didn't start the fire. Uh, there we go. Classic. Uh, start me up. Rolling Stones. Uh, we didn't start the fire. Start of the breakdown. Uh, where do you start? Don't start me talking. Um, when the love lights start shining through his eyes, I start counting. You know, there's so Over many. Back. Don't there's start me on the millions. Yeah, but not. Mm. Yeah. You know, let her go and start over. The new revolution starts now. Wrong from the start. So, Never so did any of these songs. So, so many. No, they're right. But that's fine. <laughs> so, that is one song. Come on. Okay. Imagine, Grace, we get to fourth ring. You're going to start flapping because you thought you were going to win this five now. <laughs> I told you. It's a hustle. <laughs> you didn't just, say that just, at first. Just you, eh? <laughs> right, next. It's a hustle. Very similar. No, why? I want, and we're starting with you, Grace. I want songs, <clears throat> excuse me, songs with the word star in the title. Now, I will take star, stars and starlight. I will take those. Grace, we're starting with you. Star is the word. Go. Reach for the stars. Go yes. up. Reach. Climb every mountain. Reach for the moon. Dark Star by the Grateful Dead. Hold on. VAR. Going to VAR. I'm just going to double check that. Dark Star, you said? Yeah. I don't think it's by the Grateful Dead. But I will let you have it. Star, stars, and what was the other one? Starlight. Starlight. Star, star, starlight. Three. Sky full of stars. Sky full of stars. Is that by? Is that by Coldplay? Yes. What? What about? Yeah, all I can think about is Ziggy Stardust. And the spiders from Mars, but I can't. I don't know. If that's, I can't think of any song, and I can't figure out whether there is a song or there isn't. Oh right! Oh, I didn't realize you were counting. I thought you were looking up <laughs> for me. Right, no. Gold Star. Because that's what. Who's that by? Who's that by? There's a song called Gold Star. Right. No, 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 because no, no, I let no, you get no. away with Dark Star when no, that was like Crosby, Stills and Nash, and not. No, right. There is. There it definitely is. Matt, you're not having it. No, you're not having it. Because I'm not having definitely's. I do I deal with ifs, buts, and maybes. No. no, hold on. Other way around. Right. No, I'm not having it. I don't deal with ifs, buts, and maybes. I deal Grace with absolutes. Oh, my goodness. So, Grace, is on <gasps> thanks for the... For some reason, I'm <laughs> playing music. Guys, that was... Uh, that Parked was up by the lake. That was the lake by Tennessee. Fact no by stars in that. Guys, there are so many songs with stars. No, Let me tell you some of them. Ed Sheeran, All of the Stars. Starlight by Taylor Swift, oh. City of Stars by Emma Stone and Ryan Gosling, Stars by Simply Red. I want to fall from the stars. That one. Classic. Oh, what a great a sky song. Sky full of stars. 
Starlight by Muse, Shining Star, Earth, Wind, and Fire, yeah, Black Star by Radiohead, Lucky one, Star by Madonna. Did, hey, um, I no, did. Didn't. I said Gold Star. There must be one. By yeah, who? By this, who? This is flow. This, when have we? When? Put your money where when your have we? Put your money. When have we ever? When have we ever <laughs> dealt with a? Oh, I think no, but there's this is a song called. Flawed, We've never right, done that. I have to. That's not that. your flaws. How rude are you? Back off, man. Right, there are so many. Lucky Star, Madonna, Empty Star. So be- Video Killed the Radio oh. Star. My Lover's Like a Star. Starman by David oh, Bowie. Oh, that's what yeah. I was thinking about. There you go. There you go. There you go. But the game is still flawed. Star Generation, James Brown. The Stars Are All Tonight by David Bowie. There's so many. I'm not laughing. Your Flawed. Starships by Nicki Minaj. Oh. A New Star by oh, Roy Or... Ray, or- Ray Orbison, not Roy. <laughs> Remember that story I told? I think I told it off the podcast, so I'll tell it on this time about my first day of university and that came on and I started crying in the car <laughs> listening to Starships. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I remember. Starships are meant to fly. <laughs> it, got me, it got me real emotional. So First day so of term vibes. <laughs> Beautiful. Um, and then, of course, you missed the best and big one, which is All Star by Smash Mouth. Oh. So, I'm disappointed Somebody in the face of you. <laughs> we've, we've all so got an impression. <laughs> <laughs> Grace, any damn more of yours, though. Can you do your best Shrek impression? Can you do both you not... do, do a Shrek impression? That song from? is not from Shrek. That song. Uh, All-Star. I don't want the song. I just want you to do a Shrek impression. Say, get out my swamp. Get out my swamp. <laughs> I don't know. How does Shrek speak? He's Scottish, what do you mean? Oh, get out of my swamp. That's quite good. That's quite good. That's I quite heard big. someone say um, in a preach recently, like a, a student, I think mm. they said, um, and we all know that onions have layers. <laughs> and I was like, you're just quoting Shrek. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> yeah, Shrek has biblical principles all the way throughout. Get <laughs> off my swamp. That's my, <laughs> that's my impression think? right there. That was that was good. Uh, uh, right. So, right. <laughs> so it's one all. Cool. Come up in this Come one. Come up. So Ready. We're really. The hustle we're guy. Really you pick some big. more generic ones. You're picking very specific words here. What do you want generic, from me? Generic, like. Can we have song. the word the? St- I mean, the list of songs. <laughs> I probably still. Also, I've done generic. Ones. We've had, we've had up you we. I mean, what more the. do you want? Um, okay. I. Let me have a thing. Me. Uh, oh. My. Oh. I, me, my, right there. I'm <laughs> um, me, me, my. They. I liked the ones that were open for Ooh, interpretation. They were quite clever, those ones, like the water one. Mm, that was imagine, nice. w- imagine we just went body parts, you know what I mean? I should have, I should have beverages. <sighs> We've done beverages. Yeah. <laughs> we can. Right, in that case, Matt, and if you've tricked me in this one, if you've tricked me by having a list there, oh, no, I, 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 no, please, I don't want to do body parts. Body parts. We're doing body parts. <laughs> hey, okay, I can get this. Actually, what? What is about body parts? So, any body part, it can be a bone or an appendage. <laughs> it can also be things like hair. Ooh. Like Wait, what song is about hair? So. Matt, we're going with you first. Uh, blue go. eyes, blue. 
Nice. Oh, uh, actually, excellent point. What? There we go. It's your go, by the way. Sorry, about the eye thing. Pretty green eyes. But last week we listened to a song, Blue um, Behind. Never ever let me go. <laughs> That's such a great song. <laughs> Is that oh. what you said? Chris? Pretty green eyes. Oh, yeah. So that's the song, isn't yeah, it? That's yeah, the yeah. one that they go. Do, do, do. <laughs> Behind Blue Eyes was off last week's album. Mm. Very good. Brown Eyed Girl. Crap. Right, it can't just be eyes, guys. That was my one. <laughs> We've got a whole body. <laughs> um, Eye of the Tiger. Oh, <laughs> get off the eyes. <laughs> but, but good, yes. Um... Get your head in the game. Go, yes. Get your, get your head in the game. Go, get, get, get. That's two high school musical Come songs, on. by the I can way. Get more. I can You've get got more. a problem. <laughs> You've got a problem. My, my <laughs> father's eyes. Get off um, the eyes, man. <laughs> yeah, go on. Foot loose. Hey. Hey. Nice. Hey. Yeah, I almost want to give yes. you two points for that, Grace. I'm, I'm still, I'm still on eyes. eyes. Private still eyes. Oh. Yeah. oh, what's that one? Yes, yes, oh, that song. That? Come on, I've got what it in my head too. It's off the film Dirty Dancing. Come on. I've got the best one, guys. I can't. I can just hear the. Come on, uh, come on. I can't. I haven't got you, the words. You're saying I, it? Got I really want you to get this because I want this one to go on. I haven't. Da, 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 da. I look at you. If there was ever any bias right here, here it is. I've got the. I cannot get it. And I'm so angry oh, at myself. After how good the full loose one was as well. That was good. That was can I say my next one? Go on. China in your hand. Oh, what yes. a song. Okay. So Matt's won this oh, one. Grace. He's got the whole world in his hands. The song that you were looking for. <laughs> you, you're out oh, yeah. The song that you were looking for. Hungry oh. Oh. <laughs> Hungry. Oh, that's eyes. what you were singing. I just could I not have the word. I, I just said, hey, Matt, could you not tell? We were both pitch perfect. Well, I, you know that song, I often, I think I said this at the time. Was right. oh, oh. I always think that song is called Horny Eyes for some reason, which is just weird. But horny <laughs> Eyes. Just like. But appropriate for day dancing? Isn't, uh, isn't that a, guys, that's a Bruce you, song, isn't you it? You focused. Go on. Yeah. Hungry eyes, is it not? No idea. I didn't know. If it is, then he's finally wrote a good one. Huh. Wow. I'm going to have to look it up. <laughs> guys, let me tell you. You concentrated on the eyes too much because there were some bangers. I was, that you I was up to hands. I was ready. Hips don't lie. Oh, Shakira hips don't lie. Featuring Wyclef Sean. I want to hold your hand, uh, the Beatles. Uh, I just died in your arms tonight. Oh, I just died in your arms. Great song. Um, lips are moving. Megan Trainer. In my head, Ariana Grande. Legs, ZZ Top. Put your head on my shoulder. Paul Anker. A big one with the young people on TikTok. Um, close my eyes forever. Toes, but wrapped around your finger, the police, heavy in your arms. Did you just say toes? Eyes, really? Did you, is uh, there a song called Toes? Yeah, by Zach Brown Band. Yeah. Um, with arms wide open, Creed. Um, you in your head, pink. 
Um, my father's eyes, Clapton, like you said, Matt. In these arms, Bon Jovi. Head over feet, Alanis Morissette from Jagged Little Pill. Great song. Um, Beating Hearts, Ellie Golden. Hair, Little Mix. So Bubble nice. Butt, Major Laser featuring Bubble. Bruno Mars, Tiger and Music. Mystic, rather, sorry. Um, Falling in Love, Brackets is Hard on the Knees. <laughs> one of my favourite Aerosmith songs ever. Purely because the title, Falling in Love, is so hard on the knees. What a line. Yeah. Dirty, dirty bastard. Is I was thinking, yeah, okay. Let's move on. No, let's not it's talk about it. Honestly, there are so, so many. I know, Grace. My so heart many. will go on. Heart, oh, heart. Celine Dion. Death on Two Legs. Oh, man, Matt? what a song. Queen. It's you almost I mean? a shame you're not doing this. Uh, quiz, and you it? guys. It really is. <laughs> wasted on us. I'd have wanted to find Devil on my shoulder, Billy Talent. Oh, I love that song. <sighs> Matt, come on. Fat lip, some 41. I'm just going through these. That's I if we're going Christian, I lift my hands, Chris Tomlin. Yeah. There's gotta be about a million Christian. There's gotta be a million Christian. So many. Heart of worship. So many. Come on. King king, king of my heart. heart there's women. gotta be heart, there's heart and everything. Can we can we start heart, again? Heart and everything. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've no, got some bangers now. Matt, you don't want to. You won. You've, you've oh, won. Yeah. Oh, you've yeah. won that one. So Who it's won? now 4 3. Oh, babe. Wait till, wait till next week. I'll be back. All right. We're taking turns here. Are we? So how's it going? Thanks, Arnie. See you then. I wonder. <laughs> is Matt, is this the first time. You would have won the first, yeah. You're a, that you're ahead. I think it might be both. Both of those things. <laughs> I've never won a quiz. Yeah. Is that true? I started the first one and then that's been it. Yeah, that's well, it. In fact, I didn't start the first one. Grace did, so I don't. I don't know. No, you. No, Adam All did the first one. We've come full circle. Oh yeah, that's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. All I'm saying, guys, is whoever does the next one, I want a jingle. I want to be serenaded. You better be Matt then, because my jingle will just be moving. Had, had, had. Be hungry it's eyes again, but we're anyway, you, you know we're recording this, right, Quiz Grace? Because I will just put that up. Just Grace mumbling. <laughs> <laughs> right. Excellent. Well, join us next week for what possibly might be the thrilling, thrilling conclusion to... Give us a word. Hey, mate. Give us a word. Give us a word. Give us a word. Hey, mate. Give us a word. Matt. Give us a word. Grace. Give us a word. Hey. Give us a word. Give us a word. Mate. Give us a word. Hey, mate. Give us a word. Oi, mate. Give us a word. Hey. Gonna give me a word or not? Give us a word. Oh, I just want a word so bad. I will say, to to toot my own horn, <laughs> that, that Epiphone Casino sounds <laughs> really really good, doesn't that? I think that's lovely. strong Epiphone. That's strong electric playing from me there, and I'm not an electric player. I'm, I'm a bit proud <laughs> of that. Not to be geeky. Stella job. <laughs> not to be geeky, but does that have P90s? Is that what they sound? That's what they are. Yes, mm. that's the, that's the P90s. Sound. Beautiful yeah. sound. I think I had it both playing, not not on neck or bridge, but I think it was both. On both the boys. Just everything wide open. The boys were, the pups working hot. together. Them dog ears just ripping, howling. 
howling. No, it's a good jingle, Adam, but I don't think anyone's going to say it's howling. I'm, I'm sorry about that. But. It's howling. That's, I'm saying it. Um, it's all that matters. What would you say about your own music? Howling. Absolutely howling. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Absolutely. Amazing. You've got to be your, your biggest fan. That's what you got to be. Yeah. You oh, cannot I, be your own worst enemy. No more fan. Got enough of that. <laughs> Amazing. Do you want to know what next week's <laughs> albums are? Yes. Yes, please. Guys, we're listening. And I can't wait to tell us on this. I'm not sure what response it's going to get, but uh, it's not the who. <sighs> so. Kanye oh, West, the college dropout. Ooh, yeah. big, big album when I was growing yeah. up, that. Never listened to it before. Um, and we're listening to Spaceman no. by Nick Jonas. Ooh. Um, a Jonas Brown? A Joe Brown. I do. I've often thought this, or I've thought this more recently because I used to hate the Jonas Brothers when I was younger, but Nick Jonas is the talented one. Is he the younger one? He is, yes. Yes. He's the one in films, mostly. He's, he's the talented one. Acts, got a really good singing voice, plays guitar, plays drums. Type 1 diabetic. Super, <laughs> I never had Disney Channel growing up, so I have no affiliation with the Jonas Brothers, so no bias. I'm too old but for them. So, the first Camp Rock film. Know. The first Camp Rock film is uh, brilliant. Absolutely yes, brilliant. Uh... We've all seen the uh, crazy, terrible guitar solo by Nick Jonas, right? No. Yes. That'll be next week's. Terrible. It's terrible. Yeah, it's real bad. Is he doing it on purpose or does he think it's good? He is not doing it on purpose. But, um, you know, it's got all these guitar geeks that go, it's not that bad, but I mean, it's pretty bad. It's not Little Wayne style. (sighs) It's not as bad as when we... Yeah, Little Wayne, yeah. That's a bad one. But anyway. But else, that's next week's album, so they're going to be good. What are you going to say, Grace? I was just going to say, does Little Wayne also think that he's good? Probably, but who cares? <laughs> but uh, brilliant. So thanks for listening, everyone, to episode fifty. It's mm. been a it's been a delight to record. There it is. It's been a wild ride. It's been a ride. It's been great. Um if it's your first time, welcome. Please subscribe. Uh if it's your hundredth time, which is impossible, but you know. Uh why not give us a little um, rating that would really help us out if you do the rating system please do it for us it'll help us uh, you can follow us on Instagram at Elvanilo I accidentally posted two work things on the Elvanilo account this week <laughs> and had to delete them straight away wow so there you go <laughs> if you were lucky enough to see that Incredible. Um, yeah at My I'm at Matt Courtney Music my work account is at St. James in the City so give that a follow too why not <laughs> Uh, Adam, your handle is uh, uh, Adam Courtney ninety five, and I don't have a work one. So. <laughs> and Grace, yours is uh, Grace underscore Salmons. Brilliant. Um, and remember to go and get that fifty percent off to rep some Elvanilo merch. Ooh. Come on, merch, merch, merch. While it's hot, while it's hot. Uh, why don't you listen along to the albums College Dropouts by Kanye West and Spaceman by Nick Jonas.
Can't wait. Really looking forward to it. I hope you have a great week and we'll speak to you again next week. Bye. Bye.